Hi, babes. Welcome back to another episode of Aligned Attraction. I am thrilled as always to be here with you. And I have a really special treat for you today. Today, I'm joined by not one, but two incredible humans, a couple, and a woman that is inside the Aligned Attraction Mentorship Program. And she is joined by her partner, her beloved today, her future hubby. So I'm really excited because this is the first time I'm getting to jam with a couple a woman who is in the mentorship program actively. We've done work together. We're friends in real life. So there are a lot of dimensions of intersectionality and relatedness. And I'm really excited to explore this. Without further ado, I want to introduce the lovely Krista, who is a nutritionist and a body transformation coach, among other magical things. And Johnny, a top producing realtor and connoisseur of everything amazing, including Krista. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Welcome. I'm so happy to have y'all here. There are so many questions I want to ask. Krista, I want to start with you. In a few brief words, tell us like where you were before you started this work, before you came into Aligned Attraction, before you even started doing any work with me. What was your relationship to yourself like? And what was your relationship to partnership and romance and love like? Yeah. Prior to joining the program, I was in a very long-term relationship, about eight years And it was something that I was in when I was 24 years old. So I grew up a lot, a lot going into my 30s. And, you know, things change. I changed as a human being. And when I decided to join the program, the timing was really perfect because I had a lot of doubts that I was in the right place or that I I was the person that I, I wanted to be. And I found myself over the summer often just like daydreaming of like somebody that I I wanted to be with. I even have notes on my phone, like I'm dreaming of you and I would like make a list. And I I just knew that I wasn't in the right relationship. And I knew that I wasn't, I didn't like who I was either. Part of the, part of the becoming a student of Lee's program uh, with Aligned Attraction was filling out an intake form. And it was like a two hour intake form going over my past, present, and future. And I just remember sitting there, filling it out, and just bawling my eyes out and having the realization like, whoa, I, it's not really about my relationship. It is, it was more about, I didn't like who I was. I didn't like who I was showing up. And when I think about like my future, this is not who I want to be. And it was a, a huge awakening to me that I needed to change. Wow. Okay. So you had that I don't know. I think of it as like a hero's journey moment where you're like, fuck. Okay. You had finally confronted, I imagine what you knew already. Did you have an awareness at that point? Hey, I don't like who I am at, at this point in my life or in relation to this other person. I don't like who I'm showing up as. And was it the form that you filled out that brought you face to face with that? Or was this the first time you were like, oh shit, I had no idea this was going on? Yeah, there were there was like a there was like a little bit of an in and out with with me, like one foot in the relationship, a, a little bit out. But I was very committed. It was a, a long term relationship. But yeah, it was really the form and actually putting it on, on paper and bar- verbalizing everything that that you just you can't deny when it's not a loop in your head anymore. It's it's defined. Yeah, yeah. And just take us into that moment a little more. What did that 
feel like for you in your body? You said you were bawling your eyes out. So I imagine there were a lot of different kinds of emotions. But if you were to just like pinch and zoom on that experience and make it super sensual for us so we could be there with you, what was that like, that moment of reckoning? Yeah. One of my biggest fears in life is that I will live in mediocrity and then I'll just have this boring vanilla life. And that would be the most devastating thing to me. And that had just become become a realization at that point that, wow, I was living that out of that version of me. And that was a very vanilla autopilot clone of, of a life that I did not want. And so that, that made me very sad. And then also a huge realization of I'm the only one who can save myself from this as well. Yeah. I just got chills when you said that I'm the only one that can save myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so easy for us to give our power to someone or something else or to participate in victim consciousness or to pretend like we're helpless and powerless to do anything until we have something that brings us face to face with our actual power and our ability to make a choice in something so that we can have something different. And I've known you to be that woman for as long as I've known you. So this is not a surprise to me. And it's so cool to hear you share the story of what this was like for you and the moment that you knew that things needed to change. Because for some people, it happens in a singular moment. For some people, it's a progression and they just realize over time. Okay, so here you are. You're, you filled out this form. You're in the program. In the early stages of the program, what felt most impactful for you and what was it that brought you and Johnny together? Yeah. So once I got all those answers defined and I I didn't like who I was like, okay, I I need to end this relationship. And I was living in Florida at the time. I'd moved out there to be with my ex and help support his dream and start a new life and give it like my all. And then I I knew that I deeply wanted to be back in Austin. So I booked a trip home to Austin, got a chance to hang out with you and some of the other girls that are, that we've worked with together in the same kind of containers. And it just, it felt so right in my heart when I was on Texas soil. I was like, okay, I miss my friends. I miss who I was. And I I see a future here with all of these people. So I was like, all right, I'm, uh, I'm doing this. And I flew back to Florida into the relationship that night and then was moved back to Austin within three days or so. And honestly, okay. So Johnny's a realtor I was like, all right, I need a place to live. And so I, I, I called him when I was at the airport and I was like, hey, can you help me find a condo or something? I, I, I want to start a new life here. And so we started hanging out, honestly, day one that I moved back. And our conversations went from, yeah, here's a condo, here's a condo, to like, hey, what's your love language? <laughs> so, and, and we've always had good chemistry. Yeah. Like we, had, we have known each other for five years. I used to be as a trainer. Mm-hmm. Back at uh, Back on, it. on it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and we we always had great chemistry from a friendship standpoint. We just always had so much fun together, laughing and like yep. partying together. And of course, we kept our distance and remained respectful to other people that we were with. Mm-hmm. But there was always a little bit of a draw there. Of course, when I moved back, we were just in that fun spirit. The, there, there was a spark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she really, I <clears throat> I've known her for a long time, and. At that time, when she was finally free and finding herself thanks to your program, she was at the highest frequency and vibration and so magnetic. 
at that point individually for her I've ever that I've ever seen. It was amazing to witness. And she was just a magnet to everyone that she came across. And it was very attractive. Beautiful. And uh, I have to speak to that directly because I remember when, man, there was a call that we were on as a group. And all of a sudden, it seemed like overnight, like something had shifted for you. And you came out with this like sass. Yeah. And I'm like, here she is. This yeah. is who the fuck Krista is. And yeah. you're all the ways. You're gentle and sweet and kind and sassy and powerful and clear. But there was something that came out of you on one of our calls. And I remember getting off the call and saying to Ani, that's who I knew she was all along underneath. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I attribute that a lot to a lot of the tools that you shared in the program too. It was like, who are you no matter what was one of the exercises that we did. And it was like, no matter if you're angry or like by yourself, or you remain this, you have this constant thread of a personality and, and you have your values and your standards that you show up as. And so after I had in my last chapter, I got really clear on who I was and who I wanted to be and was like, in real time, like creating myself and like meditating a lot. And yeah, just freaking ascending. <laughs> ascending. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Okay. So now I want to hear Johnny. So yeah. you've known Krista for five years. You've seen her in different chapters and phases in her life. As her now partner, tell us about what you've seen in her evolution over the past five years, particularly in the last six months. Or in the amount of time that she's been back from Florida? Yeah, it's quite remarkable. She's always been incredible and one of my favorite people here in Austin. And it was sad losing her when she moved away. But she truly has had matured a whole like a whole bunch. And then with with there was a couple of things. I always thought she was like she's really dedicated. She's really into health and fitness and a genius at all these things. She's really great, does all these awesome challenges and fitness goals and life goals and bucket lists and like all those very <clears throat> amazing things that I'm inspired by. And up until that point, she didn't have a spiritual practice. She didn't, she didn't, wasn't close to God in that same level that she was with mind and body. It was, I always told myself, she's, she'd be the perfect woman for me if she ever, if she finally got that third piece, got the spirit piece. And over the last year and a half, and so she cultivated that through through her own you know, efforts and some mentorship from friends and myself and pointing in the right direction. And so she's just blossomed to this very beautiful, rounded, highly achieving and bright soul. And when she came back around with that piece, it was like game over, so bright and loving. And we got to share the depth of God as well as like mind and body. And so that was really exciting and had great conversations and could lean into that with her for the first time, which is really exciting. And then just coming off of your, go through your course, we had a lot of cool topics and discussions and games and things that we could go back and forth and discuss about how we want to show up in life, what our future looks like, how we want to show up in partnership individually, and just see if that was in alignment. And she was a lot clearer at that point than she had ever been. And so was I through the process that I was going through at the time. So it was like, we were both like very healthy, happy humans individually. And then we got to come together and fireworks happened. Yeah. And, and not only was I creating myself in real time, but I got really freaking clear, especially with you, Lee. We had one-on-one -on, -one, like, on exactly the type of man that I wanted. And I was just like so freaking specific. And I, I have a huge list of like <laughs> who I'm becoming and who I'm attracting. And it was, we could tell you later, but I ended up like reading, reading it to him. 
on our first date. And he's like, that's my bio. I'm like, oh, shit, I think you're right. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> that's my bio, right? Yeah. Like crazy? That no, sounds like my it, bio. It is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's like, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's incredible. I remember, okay, there are a few different directions I want to go in, but I remember, Krista, you coming back to a call one day and you said, oh, I just tried this. I just tried this activity with the guy that I'm seeing. The desire game, yeah. Uh, yeah, tell us about what that, I want to hear from both sides what that experience was like for you. So quickly explain what it is, just so everybody is clear. And then tell us how you implemented that. And then I want to hear from both of you what the result of playing that game was. <laughs> yeah, so Lee in the program shared a game with us called the desire game. And it's basically a game you play with another person to awaken your imagination of your heart's desires. And it's a game where you play one person is asking the questions and the other person's answering without thinking and just stating what they want. And there's about five different ways that you can ask the questions, but it's what do you want? What do you really want? What do you want that you're afraid to ask for? And, and a few others. And you, you just keep asking them with different tonalities and, and textures and body language and, and really help the other person come to life. <laughs> and it's about three, three minutes each person. And I invited Johnny to play the game. We're at Zilker Park one night. And I was like, hey, I've got this really sexy game we can play together. Are you down? And so we're sitting there across from each other. And I was like, okay, I'll go first. Yeah. And so I, I gave him the list of questions. And he's asking me, he's what do you want? Like, I want to live in a high rise with the floor to ceiling windows. And I want to wear more mini dresses, be super feminine. He's like, what do you really want? And I was like, <laughs> A fat diamond ring. <laughs> and I just kept going on and on and on. Uh, and then uh, it was his turn. And I was like, Johnny, what do you want? And, and, and yeah, throw out a couple softballs. And then the third one, she said, what do you really want? And I said, I want to know your ring size. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so he like, just died laughing. Actually, I don't, I don't even know my ring size. I did it. I was like, you better figure out that out quick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, my God. Yeah. Okay, so how far was this into you all reconnecting? Because this is an incredible story. Like, I'm smiling <laughs> from ear to ear. It was like day two or three. Yeah, of course, when I moved back to Texas, I had this social construct that like I need to be single for six months. And he was out showing me condo. <laughs> and there's another side to this story, by the way. Johnny was celibate and has this whole story of, of what he was doing to Colin, his perfect woman. Yeah. But so anyways, I was like, I'm not dating for six months. And I just had to like drop that in. He's like, put me down. And so that was, Dibs. it would have been February. Would have been Valentine's. Yeah, it would have been Valentine's Day, actually, to, to the day, oddly yeah. enough. But yeah, he just knew that we had so much chemistry together. And we were supposed to hang out like as friends. And he was very clear with me. Hey, look, like when we hang out, this is, it's going to be a date because I can't have you put me in the friend zone. It's going to be like weird and it's going to destroy our polarity. It, it'll ruin everything that we have together. Mm -hmm. And there was a time that you and I, Lee, we were working together and you were asking me what I value in a relationship. And one thing that I wrote down is I will never, ever be half in and half out with somebody ever again. I spent time doing that. And I know how unfair it is to me and unfair it is to the other person mm -hmm. that I was like, okay. Yeah, you're right. I that's hot. Yes, I'll go on a date with you. And so I ended up going out on a date with him like way earlier than I was expecting to. Mm -hmm. So that that the the desire game happened like within that first week of our first date. Wow. 
Yeah. So, there is so much richness in everything that both of you just shared. And I want to hear in a moment, Johnny, what you were doing to prepare for Krista. Yes. So what I heard in all of that is, one, sometimes we make a decision and we declare it to the universe. And then the universe comes and delivers something that deep down we really want, but we've decided to not participate in. And sometimes it's in the making of that decision that the universe is, okay, you're ready. You said you're going to do it. Here it is. Congratulations. Yeah. You win. And that was the same thing that happened with one of the other women in the program. She was just starting to have fun dating. And then she found her partner. She was like, wait, I was just starting to enjoy this process. But wait, this is everything I've been asking for. Mm -hmm. She let go of the timeline. She had let go of pressure. There was no need for anything. She was completely whole and well within herself and enjoying the process, which is you were completely whole and well within yourself, reclaiming space for you. And of course, the universe is, okay, great. You've you passed the test. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It was all lined out for me, like who I was. And I was already acting as if I was that person and like who I wanted to be with. And I Boom. figured out that <laughs> he was it. And I was like, all right, I, we're doing this. <laughs> yep. Three weeks, four weeks, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and this is what happens when we get clear, when we get so abundantly clear. Here's who I am. Here's who I'm becoming. This is exactly how I'm going to do it. Here's who I'm attracting. This is what I'm available for. This is what I'm not available for. All right, universe, now we can co-create. The universe fucks with that. They're like, yo, I fuck with that. I like that clarity. Let's help you create it. It really was awesome. Yeah, like the work you did, because then you knew if I was that person, if I wasn't that person, then who wasn't? Because she was getting a lot of attention from a lot of men and pretty quickly too. So it's good to have that clarity. Yeah. And what I heard in what you did, Johnny, which I agree with you, Krista, super hot, is you were also abundantly clear. You're like, hey, this is a date. This is not a friend hangout. This is here's what it is. Here's what it's not. And oh, my gosh, does the feminine love like clarity, direction, like really intentional penetration. Here's what I'm available for. Here's what I'm not available for. If you want to hang out, it's a date. Right. Yeah. Right. Damn. I was fully prepared for her to say no. I need more time. And I was like, cool. And that's what it is. But this is what it has to be for us to engage. Otherwise, I'm one foot in the friend zone, one foot in the romance zone, and I don't know how to act. And I can't actually show up the way that you deserve. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Best response ever. <laughs> how freaking cool is it that Clarity creates authenticity, creates clarity. And when one person shows up like that, it's an invitation for the other person to show up like that. Of course, they can accept or reject the invitation. But both of you were so already in your inner work, on your path, consistent, committed, that each time one of you gave an invitation to the other, there was an acceptance of, and not only an acceptance of, but like a real leaning into the other person's invitation so that you could create what you have now. Yep. Big time. Okay. Wow. Amazing. Okay. So Johnny, I want to hear, we know what some of the work that Krista was doing prior to meeting you, the work that she was doing inside the program, the work that she was doing on her own. And of course, it's not an extensive list, but tell us what you were doing as a man to prepare for Krista. Yeah. Thank you for asking. I was also just like coming out of a two plus year relationship and really frustrated that I hadn't found my person yet and very 
was very clear on who I wanted that person to be, but realized that was a very specific person. And I didn't want to, I didn't like, I was tired of dating women that were like in maybe a 90% match or an 80% match or like close, but there was still just, it wasn't a good fit. And we're trying to make it work, but no one's really happy. And then I would get avoidant or they would be anxious avoidant thing would happen. And, but it was just because it wasn't working. It didn't work. And I'm very loyal. So I would always try to make it work. Just like tired of that. And so I decided to go celibate, which I haven't ever done before in a real way. Maybe like a 30 day challenge here and there, but I was like, no, this is it. And so my best friend, Alex and I, we discussed and we both were very key on like finding our wife. And we had this conversation that we learned from a friend, like the code was from what we learned that he had done too. And some other people had success was like Jesus plus celibacy plus semen retention and just stay close to God and stay in your own lane and just really love yourself and starve the other wolves and just feed the good wolf. And, and that's like a strong signal to God that like, I'm doing this fast every single day until you bring me my wife and I'm not going to stop. So that's what I did for a year. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I was just going to ask, how long did you do this for? Yeah, it was a year of celibacy. And I started that about three months before Alex joined me. And then we started the semen retention. So that was nine and a half months about semen retention as well. And like really going to church and really doing a lot of like men's groups. I have a men's group um, that meets at my house. I'm doing lots of deep dives. And I'll tell you what, that was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. And it really healed anything that was like any leaking energy, any lustfulness, any needing anything from the feminine that was not pure. It just killed anything that was like dark energy. And it was just like, I got completely healed, completely like re-virginized, re-romanticized and so grateful for for attracting a perfect woman like Krista in, into my life. And, and it was a lot of like difficult nights and like yelling at God and myself and like feeling like I so like I was taking it out. I play pickleball like every day. So I was playing four to six hours a day and just crushing people because I just had so much energy and testosterone and like virality and just like how to get it out in some other ways. And I was writing songs. And so it was like this beautiful season. And I didn't need anything from anybody. I was completely happy within myself and, and healed and whole, but I really wanted to find my partner. And I didn't know who it was going to be, but I had some women who were coming around and circling and that were amazing women. But again, they were like an 85% match or 80 or whatever. And I just was not accepting to even date them or even break this fast for anything less than 100% match. Wow. Yeah. And he told me that. And I was like, that is fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> With the certainty again. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was mind blowing to me. And I actually, I, I thought it was so hot that I wrote an erotic poem about me taking his celibacy <laughs> away from him <laughs> that I read to him on our yeah. first date. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she did. Wow. That's incredible. Incredible. So freaking hot. Yeah. And so it was cool. It was very cool because I just like Krista was like so magnetized on high vibe. I was super high vibe too, super magnetized. And we didn't need anything from each other, but we were coming together in a very healthy place. And what happened was like I'm I'm going along my life and, I'm, and then she all of a sudden moves back to Austin and is single for the first time in eight and a half years. And I didn't waste a second. I was like, we got to hang out and connect and catch up. And, and we did. And then I went to a retreat in Italy, like two or three days after she moved back. And I was just like, 
getting on the flight. And as soon as I was on the flight, I was like, this is, oh my God, this is terrible. Like the, the, I could feel the distance created between us and like the tension and like the, my, my heart growing really like fond for her with the distance. And I was like, oh my God, I need to express my love for her in all these ways. And I can't like, why am I leaving right now? She just got back. This is the worst timing. And I just couldn't believe it. The whole flight to Italy and every day in Italy for two weeks, I was writing her poetry nonstop and songs and raps and anything I could think of and sending her nice voice notes. And she was so lovely. I knew she wasn't at that fully ready to receive all that yet, but she was so loving and compassionate. And she would like reply back with really beautiful voice notes and messages and texts. And we just communicated the entire time and use a lot of your frameworks and questions and things as part of our discussions. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't help. Like it was perfect timing. It actually worked out really well because it just created all this romance mm -hmm. with the distance. And I was just like, I can't lose her. Like I'm not there right now. Like I have to show up in a huge way. And I felt like I was a little kid again, your first love. And it was just like so pure. And, and it was really great. And so when I got back into town and we hung out that first evening when I showed up, went to Barton Springs and we hung out, I didn't even know what to do because I was so in love with her. And, <laughs> and I know she felt a lot of feelings for me too, but we were still friends. And I was like, ah, I don't even know how to look at you or touch you or anything. And so it was just like, it was a trip. And we got to be honest with each other. And that's when we're like, I was like, okay, the next time we're hanging out, it's a date because I don't know how to handle this. Otherwise, we've already gone so far. I'm going to fly. So if you're, if, if you want to hang out with me, like that's how it's going to be. Otherwise, I don't know how to behave. Mm -hmm. And I want to be clear with my attention. Wow. So much comes through in that. And it's what I'm hearing in parallel in each of your stories is that there was such a steadfast, unwavering commitment to yourselves. Yeah. So unwavering. You're like, you were in 100% fully with yourselves. And you each had your own way of being on that path with yourselves. But there was no half in, half out. No, I'll do this for now. But then if this changes, I'll do this. Y'all were so full in, which made it, I imagine so seamless that when you came together to decide to be all in with each other, when you both knew that was the right choice for you and to be super clear in your intentions, I don't want to be your friend. This is not going to be a friend zone thing. This is a date. And you were harnessing your energy and you were harnessing your energy in different ways so that there was like this insanely strong magnetic force between the two of you. Insanely strong. Yeah. So now I have to ask, is there a piece of poetry on both of your behalves, Krista, that you've written or Johnny that you've written or rap something yeah. that you feel comfortable sharing that each of you can read to us that either captures the essence of your connection, your chemistry, the erotic aliveness, your love? Choose whichever one feels intuitive to showcase. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I'll read the labels poem. And I just want to share too that like back to the certainty and clarity, like he was calling in not a girlfriend, but like his wife. Yeah. And he told me on his uh, first, on our first date that like he told his parents about me. He kept saying like my wife. And I'm like, <laughs> this dude just are hanging out for the first time, not his friends. And he's showing me pictures of brides and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Oh, that was funny. Cause you're like, how do you see me? And, and she challenged me, like, how do you see me and show me a photo of some, like, maybe of her. Maybe we'll do a photo shoot and I can dress up, dress, as, her. Dress up as her. And I was like, okay. And I thought it'd be hilarious to show her a bride in a gown. I just, did. And I did. I just blew her mind at dinner. I just thought it'd be so funny. 
<laughs> so the point of sharing that is that labels, like we we didn't, I didn't want to call him my boyfriend because it just felt like so much more than that. So that's, it sparked this poem that I'll share now. All right, fun. Okay. What do I call you? That just depends. Even six weeks ago, we were only just friends. But you and I both know that we were never meant to be just friends. However, I love where that story ends and the other begins. I was asked on a date and you forever changed my lens. I now see you differently. But are you my boyfriend? Boy, friends? A word like that couldn't even possibly pretend because the way that I feel about you, I can't even comprehend. Mm. So if you aren't my boyfriend, then who could you be? Let me try and describe what you mean to me. Johnny. You are my highest calling, the man who has my heart enthralling, who makes time feel like it is forever stalling and slowing down. You are the greatest gift from God I could ever receive, the man of my dream, the one who has me begging, please, your love is the only key that will set me free. Woo. With you, I've never felt more at home. Your lap feels like my royal throne. My heart is yours and yours alone. You are my future, my present, and my past. Will I marry you? I hope one day you will ask. No other man can make me feel the way that you do. I once pondered others, but nobody is you. Mm. Jonathan Michael Ronka, you are truly one of a kind. If I had to give you one label, I would call you mine. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm not your girlfriend, then who am I? Let me try and describe who I am to you. I will give it a try. I am the answer. Mm -hmm. The answer to your prayers, to one, the one sent to you from the man upstairs. Mm -hmm. I am your lady, the one you love to call baby, the only woman that can drive you this crazy, the future mother to your unborn babies. <laughs> it is me, the grand prize, yes. the one with the silkiest thighs and most beautiful eyes, and I only have eyes for you. I've been sent here to take hold of your hand. It is my mission to make you the happiest man. I am the one who will always turn you on, the capture of your attention where you will always be drawn. I am her. The one who will play with you, pray with you, and never leave you astray. By your side and within your heart, I will always remain. I am the one worth waiting for, the woman you adore, and I promise I will always leave you wanting more. <laughs> call me whatever you want to call me. And whatever you call me, please claim all of me. Mm -hmm. So if that is you and this is me, then how would I describe this word? We, we are each other's destiny. Together, our river of love runs endlessly. We ch we are each other's ride or die, the truth and nothing but the truth without the lies. Together through the lows and the highs of highs, we constantly lift each other up and fit into each other like the perfect glove, the most beautiful representation of the purest romantic and most passionate love. I am your queen. You are my king. And together, we are each other's everything and, and anything in between. I am here for whatever path we choose. As long as we're together, we win and never lose. I am so completely in love with you. And that is the only thing that really matters. I promise I will love you fully, even if my heart breaks and shatters. Let's turn this in, into whatever God enables. So for that reason, we don't need any labels. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right? Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, that last line. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I, I got to just let that one sink in for a moment. I don't want to speak right away because no, that's there's so many layers. It's uh, unbelievable. Oh, I'm so glad you read that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And you know me. I love good poetry. 
Wow, girl, that was like just phenomenal. Giving it a word does not begin to capture what I know is there for you, for both of you. Yes. There's so much essence in that. I feel your vibe, your sass. I feel your, gosh, your swag. Like your spiritual, erotic, expressive, loving swag. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, your certainty too. Wow. What a gift. Beautiful. Thank you. What was it like to write that? Oh, it was so much fun. It was so distracting from work. I was just like, all right, another one. All right, change this. It was great. It was fun to read it to him. Mind blown. What was it like to have it read to you the first time? Oh, it was insane. It was mind blown. Was that when we were at Leslie's birthday? Yeah. In the, yeah. So it was like, it was the, the not day of the solar eclipse. Mm-hmm. We were at my friend's 40th birthday party at a ranch and it, she read it to me under the stars and in the back of my truck. And it was like, just a perfect moment. And yeah, we were, it was, I was blown away because this was like maybe the second poem. Yeah. The second or third poem. And you no, the third or fourth. But anyways, it got <laughs> her poetry. Like it went from, I didn't know she wrote anything to like. I, I did it before I met him. Yeah, yeah. She, she did it. Yeah. And, and then on our first date, so this poem was mind blowing. I freaking loved it. And then on our first date, we went, uh, did all these amazing things. I surprised her, took her on a helicopter ride. And then like fantastic dinner. We do all these things. And then we went to Mount Bunnell just to hang out and connect. And there was this amazing lightning storm, this heat lightning storm. It was like 360 over, over Mount Bunnell in the lake. And she, at that point was like, hey, I actually wrote you a poem. And it was the erotic poem. So <laughs> erotic poem. You want to hear it? I was like, yeah. I don't, I had, at that point, I'd been the only one writing any kind of poetry. So I was like, you wrote something about me? Heck yeah. And so she read it. And it was just absolutely beautiful and romantic and sexy. And then I was like, I've got a, I've got a secret poem that I haven't shared with you yet. <laughs> and so I read that one and, and she loved it. And then, you know, we kiss. And then she said, oh, I have a second actual erotic poem that I, I wrote just the other night. Would you like to hear that? And I was like, yeah, I want to hear that. And so she read that. It was even better when we make out. And then I was like, I should have a second secret poem for you that I haven't shared yet. So do you want to hear that? Yeah. So I shared that and we make out. And then we did that three times back and forth with all this poetry. And it was so beautiful under the lightning. I had no idea that she had been writing anything to that point. So we had all this like poetry stacked up. And that was maybe one of the next poems that came after the first date. Yeah. Wow. I can only imagine that people listening to this, the listeners are mostly women, that they are feeling so much right now. Inspiration, wondering how this could ever happen for them, maybe in deep appreciation of their current partnership, all the things. And I want to just make it abundantly clear, no matter where anyone is at on the relational spectrum in terms of romantic partnership, this is what's possible when we are so unwaveringly committed to ourselves. And when we show up as that version of us, this is what we can attract for both sides. This is what we can attract as men, as women. And gosh, like the romance here, the life, the love is so generous. That's the word that comes to mind. Like your love is so generous and generative. And I want women to know that this is possible for them. Whatever their unique version of their epic love story is, when we do the inner work to let go of the layers of conditioning, of past heartbreak, of 
ideas and narratives about ourselves, about men, about relationships, about modern dating, when we let go of all of that and we come back home to ourselves, we attract our perfect match. Like someone who feels like just an unimaginable fit for us. And both of you were doing that work. And I, I underscore that because it's just, it's so clear. Johnny, is there a poem that you'd be willing to share? Maybe. Let me take a peek. Yeah, I actually uh, shared with him that I, I I was in love with him through a poem, too, at the same time. Wow. In the meantime, and and for Christmas, she just had it printed up. No. Isn't that beautiful? That's pretty. Wow. Is the, are the big words. Yeah. Because yeah. before okay. he told me he loved me, he'd be like, Kristen, I'm like, yes, he's like, <laughs> I <Yeah>. do know. <laughs> <laughs> I've wanted to say it so long and, I, and it was too quick to say it, but I'd, I'd blurt it out sometimes on accident. I'd be like, and so I would say that instead of saying, I love you to give her a little more time to, because I wanted to say it day one. Yeah, it's like slow played a little bit. And so I would just say, and then, yeah, she wrote this epic poem on our best day ever. Oh, wow. Okay. Here, here's one that I'll share. It's a short one. I'm in Italy and I just, I'm like playing with how far I could push the romance and the poetry. And I think I'd said something that was starting to, to push into, yeah, it, it, anyways, I was like, I was leaning into like how far I could take it because it was just like so juicy and fun, but I was being respectful and not trying to take it out at, at her pace. And so I had, I think I'd sent her like a text or, or a poem that was pushing it a little too fast, too far. And I could feel her pull back a little bit. And, and I was like, oh no. And, and I was like, <laughs> it's like shit. So like, I'm literally boarding a plane to fly from one part of Italy to the other part. And we're taking off in 10 minutes. I got to write a poem. I got to write a, 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 something to fix this. Write her this poem. Let her know. I, I understand. And it's all good. Take your time. <laughs> and so I wrote this real quick. I said, she's as rare as a delicate flower, young, but so full of power. Gentle and slow is her current need. So I, I will allow her to bloom at her own speed. I will shine and be the sun for her growth and cry when she needs rain the most. I will give her shaded protection like a large oak tree. And when she fully blooms, she will see what she means to me. So I just sent that over. <laughs> and she immediately was like, oh my God, that was so perfect. How do you already, always know like the perfect thing to say? Thank you so much. That's what I needed to hear. And, and I wrote a lot more after that while I was on the flight. And but that like... We just were communicating back and forth in poetry. It was really beautiful. Wow. I'm also so moved by that, by your perceptivity and your ability to really tune in with, again, unwavering presence about this woman that you deeply love and adore and admire and cherish. And I'm, I want to just highlight this again as another example because it's it's very easy for particularly women, but I know men really have this on their hearts as well to think that there isn't someone out there who can meet us in the depths of our emotions, of our expression, of our love, of our commitment and devotion. And that is not true. There are, case in point, many men out there who are masculine men, who have clarity, who lead their lives, who are also extremely poetic and gentle. And clear and penetrating. And women crave that. The feminine craves that kind of masculine clarity, masculine aliveness, masculine presence. And if there are any men listening to this podcast, there are equally women 
who are craving to be in deep devotion to men, who want to show up and give the entirety of their hearts, their souls to this act of love and union. And so I'm really feeling so inspired by both of you in seeing your commitment to yourselves, your commitment to each other, and all of the the goodness and expression and realness that you awaken in each other. You are each other's muse. Yeah. 100%. Poetic, artistic, spiritual, erotic muse. And that is so beautiful. So now I have to ask, what is your vision for the future? We know a little bit about where you both came from, what the past was like, the journey to getting to reconnecting with each other. What are you seeing in your future together? We're both aligned and committed to living super epic lives. Yeah. yeah, Together. And so like, that's like a huge range of anything and anything that's amazing. So that's, I'm open for anything and everything. Yeah. Yeah. God. And it's so exciting to find your perfect counterpart and balance and match. And so it's just been really fun leaning into that. And we've been traveling a lot these last few months and went to my brother's wedding and her friend's wedding and just like international travel in Hawaii and all Costa Rica and all those great places. And it's just been really fun. We want to create a, a life full of excitement and like service and joy and abundance. And we both love optimizing each other and our lives and just like pushing each other to new heights. And so there's a lot of that going on. We, we just started a 40 day prayer and prayer fast yesterday. Mm-hmm. And we're doing like fitness and health goals and challenges within that. And it's just, yeah, it's just really great to find someone you can flow with. And it's just so easy and, and beautiful. And yeah, I hope, and I hope, but I know that we're going to have a beautiful life together and a beautiful family one day uh, here pretty soon. Oh my gosh. I am smitten as a kitten for both <laughs> of you. Truly, it's been such an honor, Krista, to see you on your journey and to witness your evolution. And not because it was happening to you, but because you were choosing it. You were actively evolving yourself every single time I spoke to you. Mm-hmm just consistently doing the inner work, seeking, learning, growing, willing to see yourself in truth and honesty and in in beauty. I'm so freaking happy for you. And Johnny, knowing that Krista, who I know is just an incredible woman, has chosen you I and in getting to spend this short amount of time with you, oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you also that you followed the path of your inner work to be the perfect match for each other. Thank you for being an example in the world of what's possible, of the fact that our pasts don't need to define us. They don't need to define who we are or what our present or future holds for us, that we hold the keys to creating our reality in every single area of our lives. And we get to live lives, should we choose, that are inspiring, that are magnetic, that are attractive, that are erotic and playful and loving and expansive and fulfilling And there are so many other lessons that you've given all of us as a gift in just sharing your story today. So I feel truly grateful as a woman on this path, getting to hear this and getting to see the love that you have for yourselves and each other. Is there anything else that feels top of mind, top of heart that you're like, you know what? I want everyone to know this, or I want to share this. Going back to getting clear on values and what I value in a, in a relationship, I've always wanted 
a relationship that's inspiring to other people. And so I'm just declaring now that I'm holding that as a standard. And I, mm. I, even being able to sit here and record this podcast is a step in that direction. So thank you for the yeah. opportunity to just share it. And yeah, whoever needs to hear this, whatever they need to take away, I'm so glad to be able to share openly. Yeah, I said. Yeah, we, we've said that since the beginning, like it, it feels very special what we have. And we want it to be an inspiration for other couples and men and women to know that it's possible. I shared it in my men's group many times. And a lot of men were struggling with difficult relationships or single or whatever. And it's been really fun for them to like, and my friends to know this is possible. And you can have this with your beloved and with your partner and you can create this, you can find that perfect match out there for your, for yourself, but you, you have to do the work. You have to love yourself. You have to like fully commit to yourself and then boom, you'll magnetize them. You'll manifest them. God will bring that perfect person once you're ready and, and whole and healed. Beautiful. Thank you both for sharing. Wow. All right. So for all those who are listening, if this is something that inspired you, allow it to continue to inspire you. I hope you're leaving this episode with a huge smile on your face and maybe stirred up longings in your heart. It is a total sign when we are moved by something and we feel something, even if it's longing. So thank you both for sharing. And it was amazing having you. And for everyone listening, I'm wishing you so much love and good vibes. And I will, I'll tag you all in the show notes. You're amazing, Lee. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>